Hey everybody, Matt here. Before we get into the today's episode, of which I'm very excited because this is the episode where the campaign officially begins, I want to let you know of a couple of things. First of all, we have a website, www.playingforlaughs.com. You can go there and find all of the information about all of the Playing for Laughs players, including the ones who aren't part of this campaign, because there are people who might come in later on and do other things, and it's going to be great. If you have an organization right out there, right in the, in, the, in the main area here, want or need to bring some improv into your organization, whether you want to do some workshops with your staff, with your people, you want us to put on a show somewhere, great way to get in contact with us as well. Also, if you haven't noticed, this podcast is available anywhere. Please go uh, like and subscribe. We like likers. Those things are really important. Uh, they help us out a tremendous amount. We are also sponsored by no one. Anything you can do to help us out. If you like the show so far, or if you want to support us, just hit us up and let us know. We would be uh, happy to uh, support you in helping to support us. The final two things I want to make mention. Number one, what's really important is that anything that is said from the, from the Playing for Laughs players at any point during this, it's not affiliated with any organization that might be out. You know, we're not professionals at all this stuff. We're doing this because we think it's fun and enjoyable and and performing is great, but anything that we say isn't connected to any organization that we might be affiliated with, either publicly or privately or personally, etc. So that's a disclaimer. That's out of the way. And the other thing I just wanted to mention as the uh, game master and guide for this first uh, story arc is that the, some of the things that were established in the prior world-building episode might not show up in this first few episodes. But as the person who's designing the world, trust me, they're there. Enjoy the show. Gotta play for the laughs in that adult dungeon. This dwarf said he wouldn't let me cross the bridge unless I brought him an iTunes gift card. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side of the bridge, there was a happy ending, so it was yeah. going to work out for you. Uh-huh. Oh, I, have, I know that dwarf guy. I have 15 gold... Two silver triangles and forty-five bronze squares. Okay, cool. That's great. Gold, silver, and copper pieces. Man, it's really cool that (coughs) in this system we still have gold. Do they do they still have the ten 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 conversion rate? Uh, if we're trading with outside nations. We're oh, outside nations, right? Ten silver. Then I have I have I have currently at disposal twenty-four eggs. Do I need to know that? Hey everyone! Hey, hey, hey. We should get started. Hello. Hey, we, we're we just, uh, did, we just did Keith. We're playing for laughs. I already started recording before you even knew it, oh, because that's just how I roll. I uh, have fifteen gold. Congratulations! It's important to have gold and goals. Uh, we're playing for laughs, and today we're going to play some D and D. Yep. Woo. Huzzah! Woo! Uh, Keith, tell us a little bit about who Playing for Laughs is. Tell the uh, folks, at, the folks at home or on the treadmill or in their car or wherever they might be. Uh, playing for Laughs is an improv comedy group based out of Brunswick, Maine. Uh, you can find us and like us on Facebook and Instagram. We like likers. Everyone likes likers. Who doesn't like likers? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's who we are as an improv group. And um, because we like to laugh a lot, uh, we decided to do this adult dungeoning project, which is now <laughs> what we're doing. No, don't call it that. <laughs> it's too late. They, they've heard the first episode already. <laughs> well, maybe they have. I don't know if we're going to release that yet. I don't know how we're going to do that. We'll see. 
Uh, so we are going to start our campaign today. But before we get started, uh, let's get our minds kind of in the right kind of a place. Uh, Caleb. Yeah, so I got I got, I got, got a warm up quick thing. We usually do this in our own improv practice. We're gonna do a list of threes and then I have a special little more specific D&D thing afterwards So that. So anyhow, um, a list of threes, I'm gonna ask, um, we're gonna ask each other a list of three things. They don't have to be true. They just have to be things, just to get the brain warming. So um, Eric, can you tell me, um, uh, tell me uh, three new titles for children's sugary cereal. Uh, Swat Flakes. One. 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 <laughs> oh, no. Corn Corn Dodgers. Two. Two. <laughs> Green Double Whackers. Three. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Uh, three things that fly. Squirrels. One. 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 Frogs. Two. 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 Kippers in this truck. You suck. You suck so much. Um, <laughs> Keith, what are uh, three things you saw on the ride coming up? <laughs> you suck. Uh, for the listening audience, they told a story off mic, which now is show code, I have to talk about. On the way up, I spilled a can of smoked kippers in the front of my truck. I went for a run and I needed protein and I thought smoke kippers on the highway was a good idea. It was this story smells idea. fishy to me. Not a good idea. So I saw smoke kippers One. flying across the cab of my truck. One. 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 Oh, God, that's annoying. Um, <laughs> I saw beautiful spring flowers. Two. And I saw my future and it wasn't the best. Three. Three. I'm sorry, I have to do just smoke me a kipper. I'll be back before breakfast. <laughs> Thank you. We can from? move on now. Thank you. I'm not telling. <laughs> um, I'm not telling. Abin, Red Dwarf. Three things you have been prohibited to do with spring flowers in your house. Um, eat them. One. Uh, lecture them about uh, philosophy. Two. Uh, try to get them to register to vote. Three. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, Dan, three ways to integrate candy into playing D&D. Uh, as monsters, you eat them when they die. One. One. As dice, you eat them when they roll bad. Two. Uh, just loose on the table for some reason. Three. Three. Lovely. Uh, Matt. Yep. Three things you accidentally left at home this morning. Uh, my soul. One. Uh, hair. Two. Two. And, uh, a great big bottle of whiskey. Three. The, the whiskey's the over there. Oh, I, oh. Well away. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Caleb, three things you would not want added into your morning coffee. Smoke kippers. One. Uh, Jameson. Two. Two. Uh, spicy Dan. Three. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me? Uh, I, I don't understand. I, I disagree. I think everyone would want a little bit of spicy, spicy Dan in their coffee in the morning. Um, and the other one, I think it would always be fun to start off uh, to do with like, a mini icebreaker question sure. for, for, for characters, just to get your idea of who you are a little bit and kind of establish for the audience who we are. So um, right now, um, uh, what is currently um, on your um, character's um, playlist on their phone right now? What, is, what song are they currently listening to? Uh, I'll start, so Jonah Shrubbrush, um, right now is currently listening to Lo-Fi Synthwave. <laughs> Just chilling out in nothing but vibes. There. <laughs> oh, I think 
as that is listening to some like experimental noise um, out of Greenwich Village. Okay. Spe- specifically Greenwich. Yes. I see. Carry on. Um, my character would be listening to uh, the first band that popped into my head was Say Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a movie? No. Oh. It's, it's a band. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a band. Deep cut, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Garrick Banyan right now would be listening to some really dark 90s emo. Um, he's in a real, real Depeche Mode sort of funk. Uh, can you name one of those, Keith? A Depeche Mode funk? No. Uh, I, is that the genre? Depression, depression mode funk. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Because sometimes you're in a funk, and depression mode funk is the cure to make you I think more. The cure, I think the cure is a different genre. Yeah. Oh. So, it's Barney. Cowbell, right? <laughs> Barney has got uh, Just the Two of Us by Will Smith cranked up. Uh, <laughs> Barney. Just the two of us by Will Smith. By Will Smith, that version from from the album Big Willie Style, and uh, because you know Barney's really all about you know friends and sticking by friends. And right now you only have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Uh, Ember is currently listening to Adele's "Set Fire to the Rain." Okay, and the rest of the world is listening to "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. Great. <laughs> It's a very horny place. (laughs) All right, so without further ado, let's begin, shall we? Mm, Yeah. Great. So the sun rises in the east. Light emerges onto the tips of these blades of frozen grass with its warmth, a drop of dew, emerges. The morning sun shines brightly as this little bit of frost melts onto sprigs of grass across the frozen plains. Small little furry creatures emerge, lick the dew off of the grass, which is the most fresh water they're going to likely see today. But the sun brings a promise, a false promise of warmth and comfort to this northern land of Ustrad. Extending north from the edges of the Bolsevian timberland all the way to the end of the world to the domain of Falhazy, a treacherous sea harboring the abyss of Glenless. Can I, can we just, can we go back to some of those words, please? It's, it's all in the, the town library. You interrupted the flavor text. I, I'm so yeah, it's, sorry. It's all in the document that sent us. I want to make sure I have this spelled correctly. What, we're in the timberlands of Grosh, what? Glenschnots? What are we? Bal- Balsavian. <laughs> That's not where you are at all. <laughs> this is the world. This is the. Read that last sentence one more time so I can process that. It was a lot of information. I, I know. I, I put it in on purpose. <laughs> I appreciate that. The, so it's the same cadence. Your voice. So we are, we are in the land of. Here, why don't I just hand these out for you all? <laughs> I like it better when you read it. You're I reading. have maps. I didn't realize it was going to oh. be like this. Nope. Take both. Nope. Oh, Pass them down. Oh, I see. There's two of them. There's two. There's two. Oh, no, I have to take both. Ah, right. Oh, wait. Okay, this makes a lot more I sense. I didn't realize that it was going to be double-sided. Okay, so looking at the, this one first. Okay. 
We're looking at the colorful map first. The colorful map first. So you are. This is above and beyond. I mean, I, I am amazed. So here we go. Let me, let me, let me, let me start that again. Matt, why did you hand us a map of Europe? Because that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be European on my boots. Um, oh, man. Hey, I'm super excited to start this D&D podcast. Oh, I would love to hear uh, what, the, what the DM says all the way from the top. <laughs> okay, we don't need to go that far. Uh, but um, the last thing will be much, much nicer to hear now that I can see the words you're saying. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will, I will, I will, rec- we'll, we, we will back it up. Thank you. I appreciate Which, that is something that happens in my house all the time because my kids are constantly twerking at me. Oh, no. Oh, that's a vision. It's, it's, it's truly horrifying. Much like this land of Ustrad, yes. where you find yourselves. Uh, so this, this northern land, this tundra of Ustrad, it extending north of the edges of the Bolsevian timberland, which is not on the map. Andre, I'm going to draw it in. Though. But all the way to the end of the known world, to the, what's called the Domain of Falhazia, Treacherous Sea, uh, harboring the abyss of Glenlis. Ustrad evolves from those southern forests into a northern desert of perpetually frozen ground. A small solitary cluster of mountains break the horizon as the only sign of anything other than rolling hills, shrubs, caves, and small trees that are barely bigger than the average human. The cold, the wind, it is a vast, frozen wasteland. Now long ago, when things were a bit more chaotic and unlawful, the regions you see on this map often warred and fought each other regularly. Over time, the leaders and the, of the lands and of these regions, a collection of powerful wizards, convened and brokered a peace amongst the lands. A concord, an agreement, a contract, a pseudo-government was made, and a new era of peace was garnered. When the chosen leaders of the eight regions convened and agreed upon this new government of life, it was a life of paths. The paths were built upon seven of the eight major schools of magic, with the eighth path being focused on the order of scribes. The chosen all agreed that the school of necromancy, while its magic can be studied, would not be one of the chosen regions. Now paths are chosen by individuals. People can go and choose their own particular path and they can choose to change their path. It is not something that anyone's locked in here. We're not talking about tracking. Uh, Matt, would you like to explain tracking for those who are not heavily invested in the school system? Uh, I will absolutely do that it, using a tool called Google. <laughs> Very well, Karen. Uh, L-M-G-T-F-Y. Let me Google that for you. Ah. Which is one of my favorite things to say. Keith has a clarifying question. Thank you. I, I didn't want to say clarifying question because it's uh, your catchphrase. Drink. Phrase. Clarifying question. Drink. Um, oh, right. Uh, so the necromancers were ousted. Is this Was this discrimination, segregation? Is this like District 13? Was I don't think... Necromancers, is that what I picked up from that? Or? All right. We're going to do our first roll of the campaign. What? I didn't Keith, get a D20. Shit. Uh, it's the one with the roll of dice, and then you're going to add your history bonus to it. I have a history bonus. <laughs> Under your skills, there's a thing that says history. By the way, this is this is Keith's first time playing D and D, at least in in the last twenty plus years. Oh, my friend Nimble Fingers has pointed out that I have a plus two. You have a plus two to history. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> that would be a one. 
That is a natural, the natural one. Okay. So, I can't wait to learn this. Everyone's history. laughing, so I must have won some. So, this is awesome. All right, so, so for, for those of you who don't know the dice well in D and D, the dice are on a scale, and the one twenty is, the, is like a critical success, and it goes down from there. And the one is called a critical failure, which basically means that no matter what you, that, that there is some level of immense failure for this. So what I'm going to say to you, our very first roll. This is this is so great. Uh, what I'm going to say to you about what your character, Garrick Banyan, would know about necromancy. <laughs> I'm not going to be a necrophiliac, am I? You're not going to say something <laughs> really twisted, right? I think that you think that it is... It's been, it has been banned and you don't know why. Oh. You're not sure why that is, but it's been banned. And you're just kind of like... Uh, being a, being a dude that's, that's in, infatuated with the nature, with the natural world, forest, etc., you're more like about life and like, nah, eh, necromancy, not a big deal. Thanks for putting a positive spin on that, Matt. Because <laughs> this was feeling like middle school again, <laughs> where it was a critical failure, but then you put a positive spin on my insufficiencies. So thanks for that, man. That felt good. Don't worry, it'll come back up later. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so... This chosen group of wizards who established this, this, these pathways of government had temples, monuments, cathedrals, things. All of them were, and I'm going to say it, erected mm -hmm. to honor those core components. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, they poured arcanic and martial and natural resources into each. Um, and over time, they, each of those uh, countries, those regions there, have established its own uh, magical kind of sense. So it might be one be divination, one might be more conjuration, etc. We're not going to go into that all today because we don't need to. If we want you to, I don't. You could like like my like my my father said to me, and his father said to him, you can want in one hand and shit in the other, and see which one fills up quicker. I thought it was wish in one hand. My mother said, if wishes were fishes, the sea would be full. And fish pee in the sea all day. It's true. <laughs> and fly around Keith's cab. <laughs> Again, thank you. Thank you. So we find ourselves in this frozen wasteland of Ustrad. Um, and in the center of this wasteland, we find the city of Eska. E-S-K-A. Is that the second map? That is the second map. Sweet. Catching on. Eska is the capital and major urban area of Ustrad. All major roads across this vast wasteland uh, lead towards Ustrad. There are, of course, connecting roads, but they all lead that way. Now, the roads away from Eska can be dangerous oh. and unforgiving. Mm. Travel is not done lightly here, but travel is often and common as Eska holds one of the most important places in all of the entire, of all of the eight lands. And that place is known as the Lisfemda. Is the big Sounds thing. like the name of a strip club in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean... I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> I will be honest, it sounds like a medication. Lisfemda, Holly Noah! Ah! <laughs> Ask your doctor if Lisfemda is, is right, right for, for you. you. The Lisfemda, Lisfemda is a word from Sylvan. Any of you know Sylvan? Translated into common as the us. 
The us? The us, as in us. The in-group. See, what the us is, what the Lisfemda is, it's a, it's a giant, basically, library. Oh, a library. And what it does is it collects, catalogs, maintains all the records of all recorded history. And it's been doing so since the Chosen's decree. See, because Eska holds a very unique place in all of these, whereas all the other places have to do with some level form of magic, where Eska and Ustrad is focused on the Order of Scribes, this is a place that is focused on story, mm. on history, on knowledge. It's the keeper of stories. So regular missives missions are sent from the various other regions to deposit records of the various lands and regions. Eska and the Us was placed at this northern point of the regions of all as a reminder to everybody that history and knowledge is powerful and unforgiving, like the lands itself. It is void of emotion, feeling, or caring, or empathy. It is a place of cold, hard facts. Now, residents of the city of Eska have a very unique mandate put on them. And in a way, it's considered journaling in a way. Each individual's lives are regularly documented in two different ways. The first is through a daily journal that each citizen must maintain detailing the day's events. The second, and some of you will have this, you may see this in your inventory. Your diary. <laughs> I spilled a can of smoke kippers in my truck today. You laugh, the saddest but... Saddest day ever. You laugh, but yes, that is an incredibly important part of living in Esca. Dear Journal. <laughs> I don't want to live here, then. This is a terrible place to live. What? Dear Journal. Oh, it, get, it gets far worse. Just today, wait. Timmy looked at me. I am in love. Love me. Journal shrub brush. Journal shrub brush. So, so that's the first part, is keeping a record of those things that happen to you. The second thing is all of you, at least um, uh, as that, I don't have it in your inventory yet, but you'll get one, or you can go and find it uh, in the inventory. You have what's called the Ring of the Unseen Stenographer. That also sounds like an STD. I saw that. I was wondering if that was a mistake that I had. That is not a mistake. That is a requirement of all residents of the city of Eska. What happens is when you wear this, this little invisible person or thing, creature... A living unseen servant. Follows you around and records everything that you do when you're in a public space. And that recording gets sent back to the Lisfemda. There's a reason for all of this. There's also what you'll find um, across the city is at all major intersections and roads, there are these globes, these shining, glowing, yellowish globes, orbs. And these are permanent orbs of clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is a spell that lets people see what's going on. That gets fed back into the Lisfemda. Uh, and as well, across the entire city, you'll often see the bookkeepers. The bookkeepers are more or less the elite law enforcement. Are these bookkeepers from the order of Big Brother? Because something about this is seeming very sketchy. Oh, it's very Big Brother. Being watched all the time. All the time. There's a reason for it, though, because remember, this is a place of cold, hard facts, uh -huh. and crimes do happen. There are people who do break crime, break the law, break the rules, and as such, it takes a while for the bookkeepers to um, 
to collect all of the facts and to come up with it, but, they, but their clearance rate is astronomical because there's so much record. There's so much documentation. So as this place was originally meant to be as a place of story and history and recorded knowledge over time, over hundreds of years, it has evolved into this place of consistent and constant monitoring. So <laughs> I, heard, I heard Thomas of Cruz is really bad at that. There's <laughs> a report on it. <laughs> it the, ma the majority defaults to that. Yeah, is the... La Femda. Lis Femda. Lis Femda. The Us. The Us. Uh, the library. Yes. Is that inherently evil or has the system just become corrupt? Why do you say it's evil or corrupt? I didn't say that. I did. That's, that's your own personal opinion on that. Great. Because remember, this is a place devoid of empathy, of emotion. This is fact only. It's uh, all logos, no pathos. Great. That was super helpful. Thanks. You're welcome. Wait, which one of the musketeers was that? <laughs> the third one. Oh, got it. So now that you have a bit of uh, an overall story of where we are, of what Eska is in the city that you are in, the place where you are in this frozen tundra of Ustrad, we come to today. And knowing that this is a place of hard fact, of evidence, of clarity, that's what makes this recent last couple of days so very challenging and difficult in the city of Esca. Things have been hard here the last couple of days. A few days ago, a terrible tragedy happened in the city of Esca. A beloved citizen, Percival Shrubrush, a Fearbolg, the oldest citizen here, a beloved. And all of you at one point or another, all of you knew him at some, in some way. How you knew them is up to you, although one of them is pretty obvious. I'm talking to you, Jonah, because <laughs> you're related. We're grandpappy. You're grandpappy. We're grandpappy. But all of you knew him in some way or another. The details of his, of his death was originally show, showcased as he was, the narrative being told to you is that he was killed by giants. There are giants in the, uh, that live in the nearby Coven Stable Mountains, and they are the ones responsible. That is the narrative being told. However, there's some question being made to that. Pamphlets and some documents from a, a group that only is known as an eye like the shape of an eye with an X in the middle of it where the, where the iris and the pupil might be. Um, they're bringing into question whether that's true or not because there have been other people in, uh, around the city that over time have just disappeared. People don't know why. Percival was by far the most known to disappear, which is why it's been, it's bubbled up. This, this has been bubbling for some time now. So they, so this, this one group that with these pamphlets with this I with an X throughout is pushing that, that the, the narrative of the giants is not true. And so having a city that is now dealing with, we believe in evidence, we believe in facts and hardcore, our knowledge, hardcore knowledge, 
you take with that what you will, but also a high level of uncertainty, mystery. It's really causing conflict within the city. Yes, Keith. Um, <clears throat> were Percival's eyes taken out when he was killed? I just drew this little symbol of the eye with the X through it, and it really looks like no eyes allowed. So was he was he removed? Were his eyes taken out when he was killed? Because that would definitely indicate this organization was behind it. They're definitely not a fan of eyes. Uh, the any information there was no specific information as to what happened to the body. This is because I rolled that natural one. I don't know. Shit no, now. this isn't that, that had to do with necromancy, and, oh. and in the rule, this has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying that that this is this would be common knowledge. All that has been known is that the giants are being held responsible for this. Okay. Does this group predate uh, Shrubbrush's death? Roll. Let's, let's roll for that. Let right. give me um. Give me just a raw intelligence check. Can anyone roll or just Eric? Just Eric. As he asked. Get better than a one, buddy. Come on. That is a. Uh, do you want the roll or the total? I want the total. It's a fifteen. A fifteen. Okay. Um, a fifteen. You. You as a wizard. And as a member of part of the overall society, you, you, because I, I imagine you do a lot of study in the Lisfemda. You do a lot of work in there. You're there a lot. So you have, you've seen this. It's been a thing that's been around for a little while. It's just that in recent days, it's really been more so because this has caused a tremendous amount of problems. But it has been there and it has been growing. Okay. So. Tensions are building. Today is a city is a is a day of mourning and a celebration of life. Throughout the morning, things will continue as normal throughout a normal day. Um, but in the afternoon, you are all going to be finding your way to the Lisfemda to say your goodbyes to Percival. From there, let's meet you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a little dice here, see who we start with. Roll initiative. Okay. Start with. All right. We find ourselves outside of the city. Not in the city proper at all. And we find ourselves in a place that is surrounded by monolithic rocks. Ma large, kind of a, a henge of sorts. Oh, a henge of stone. Not of stone, of sorts. Of oh, rock. But there are rocks. Oh, a rock of henge. Okay. A rock henge. henge rock. There, are, there are rocks. Okay. And in the middle of the rock is a large rock that has been over time evolved into what looks like as it's coming out of the ground, a almost a face-like shape of a, of a humanoid mouth open Screaming or yelling at the at the skies above. I wanted it to be a mermaid. Damn it! I pictured mermaid as soon as you started talking, and then it changed quickly when you said that. <laughs> and as as the the camera kind of floats down over top, we see sitting in the maw of this giant rock, playing a series of bells. We find Armida. Armida Nimblefingers. Amanda, will you tell us a little bit about your character? <clears throat> I would love to. <clears throat> My character is a halfling bard 
a stout a stout halfling bard. I'm told that matters. Um, that forgets things every six months. Yes. So your 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 memory, your long term memory, kind of gets a bit wiped. There, it's, it gets it gets foggy and a bit groggy, if you want to quote fish. Yep. Um, um, I carry a bunch of instruments and um, <laughs> the band fish, not the not, not the kippers. kippers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to smell my fingers? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so I forget things every six months. Um, what I know is that I carry a broken pocket watch and a playing card. Yes. Um, I hang out by the Screaming Rock a lot. Um, Why do you hang out by the Screaming Rock a lot? Screaming Rock a lot. I think that it's it's a place where I can get people one on one. That's not creepy at all. Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so as so you're you are out there. This is a, it's a little bit of ways out of the city. So if you see the city. The city of Eska, at the centerpiece is the Lisfemda. It's a sprawling, uh, spacious, half a mile or so across a campus that is not only goes up, but it also goes down into the depths. Then you have the inner portion of the, the city, which is the interior part of the wall. That's more of the you know, upper aristocratic area, the, the, the governmental area. Then the exterior of the wall, as further away from the wall you get, things are getting more, a little more rural, a little more poor, also, it should be noted that on the edges of the city and outside of the city, it is not uncommon to find people taken by wolves, oh. wargs, gnolls, and other wild creatures that might be rolling around. So it is a dangerous place. And the, the Screaming Rock is about half a mile outside of the city exterior. Mm -hmm. So it's a little ways away but we find yourself playing these bells. I am playing the bells at the Screaming Rock. Give me a perception check, please. Can you please tell me what that means? 100%, so you're gonna take a d20, a 20-sided die. You're gonna find your skills, your skill list, okay. and the bonus that says perception on it, you're gonna add that number to the roll. This is Amanda's first time playing D&D. No judgment. I'm doing great. You are. <laughs> you are doing great. You're doing great. And you, well, we'll see. This. I didn't roll a one. No, that is a thirteen on the die. Still feels like. So what? So what? What is your roll with, with the perception uh, check? Thirteen plus your plus to perception. Yep. Uh, perception. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so if you're on your main page, you're gonna because we're using D and D Beyond. Thank you, D and D and Beyond, for not being a sponsor, though. Um, Where's perception? <laughs> slide, slide to the left. Slide to the right. Swipe right, swipe left, swipe left. You're there. Hop back this time? <laughs> One hop this it's, time? It's a plus zero. Plus zero. Okay, so a 13 is what you got for a score. Yeah. Okay. It's probably okay. because you forget stuff every six months. So you're, you're just Seven busy there months. playing along, and um, you feel on your... You're, 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 you're sitting there, and your toes are dangling off the edge. You're playing your little bells, and you feel a little... On your toe. Great. <laughs> do you do you keep playing? Do you stop playing? Do you do anything? I think I keep playing. She's into foot stuff. <laughs> you feel a little a little uh, a sharpness a sharpness underneath because halflings don't wear shoes. 
right? Long, hairy feet. They're hanging off. And you just feel a little like sharpness kind of go underneath the feet, kind of like scratching at the underside of your feet, going. And you just hear a little. I, I, uh, your music sounds good. Just, just I like it. Keep playing. <gasps> just play through this whole thing. I think at that point I'd probably stop. So you stop playing, you look over, and you see this four foot five old woman, receding hairline, long silvery kind of hair, longish nose, kind of, and looking there, dr- dr- long gown kind of thing, and saying, "Oh, yeah, it sounds really good. You play very well." <laughs> Thanks. What brings you out here? This is very far away from from the, the city of Esco. Do you live in Esco? Do you live Do you live close by? I don't remember seeing you. Give me an, Give me an, uh, an insight check. By the way, is that another roll? That's another roll. With a d twenty die. With a d twenty dice, add your and uh, on the same set of skills. You're gonna look for insight. Uh, for those who don't know, insight is the skill used to read people's deal. That's also a plus zero. So okay. 14. A 14. Um, yeah, she's just, she's just this old lady walking by. She really don't really, don't really tell him if like, there's any, any malice or any kind of ill will behind this person. Um, yeah, I live in Esca. Huh, you live in Esca. Very good. Um, I notice you're playing very well and you're by yourself. It's very dangerous being out here all by yourself. You must be very brave. You must be very strong. I'm not strong, but I'm brave. That's good to know. I I live outside of the city. I'm a, a bit of a, I but I'm always looking for interesting and strange things to add to, you know, components and things, and for magics and potions and things. And I would, I saw you here, and I, and I saw your feet, and I would like to offer a bargain. I'll hear your bargain. I'm a bit of a. I'm a bit of a divinatory, a bit of an oracle in some ways. And I would be willing to give you a bit of a reading. I can give you a card reading. I can give you a card. And in return, I only ask for a very small favor. Do I get to know the favor? Oh, sure. I just need a few of your toenails. (laughs) You see, halfling's toenails... Halfling toners are very good for spell components. Halflings are very full of luck. I can make po- luck potions. I can make very, very powerful things from it. And they're hard to come by. As a side hustle, can we send pictures of Nimblefinger's feet for men- for money? I'm going to I'm gonna leave that for the fan art. <laughs> Sweet. Oh. $20 for a set of three, two lefts and a right. I swear this. There's, there's, again, you did, with an insight check, with, with what you thought, there's nothing nefarious going on here. This seems to be like a pretty straight deal. Yeah, toenails for knowledge. It's a totally straight deal. It happens all the time. I'm going to say yes. Come here. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Matt has pulled out the Wait. deck. Matt has pulled out the Taroka deck. Okay. In Taro- the Taroka deck. Pick a card. Those of us just Yeah, that's listening. what it's called. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was a tarot. A, a, a tarot. 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 Set up in front of Matt is a, a large, uh, like a billboard with a dragon on it, so we can't see anything about Matt from the shoulders down. So when Amanda went out behind Matt's little wall and Caleb said he's going to whip it out, I, 
I didn't picture a tarot deck. I had no idea what Matt was taking out. It As was a, a tarot new person deck. to play I mean, this game. I didn't know what the rules were. Matt, and that might be a thing. Matt is not wearing pants. Okay, good. I have been wondering since we started. Oh no, up, I'm I'm fully I'm I'm, I'm showing it. I'm showing full brain right now. <laughs> And, and as I'm old, it's an elder brain. That's a D and D joke. But you're wearing a hat. Boo. It was a tarot deck. Okay, so tell us what that means. So the four of stars. Very interesting for someone who likes to play music and has and and, and lives their life with magical music. As someone who is interested in hmm logic, reason. But I don't see reason being very very powerful as part of your history. What I see from you as being someone who desires logic, find, find a reason for something that has happened to you in, in recent past, that you have been, you've been mired by some unknowing and you are searching for a reason. And I can see that sometime soon you might find some, but only if you ask the right questions, which is the most important part of all of it. Do not overlook Anything that might, anything might be a clue as to what has been ailing you. Anything might be a clue to what has been ailing me. As a, as a halfling yourself, you must know that <laughs> you get overlooked a lot. You can hide in a crowd. You can be easily unseen. And as due to your small and diminutive size, and I being a small woman, I understand. I'm no giant. I'm no fieldborg. I'm no dragonborn. I'm simply a woman. But you being small, you get overlooked a lot. So what I would say to you is, when you are seeing things, remember them. Because they are important. You never know when it might come back. Now, for my end of the deal, and she takes your foot and takes your big toe and puts it into her mouth oh, and begins to chew off the toenail. Oh, <laughs> it's Sunday morning, for Christ's sake. That is, that is oh, yes. And, and goes one by one down each of your each of your uh, each of your piggies. Can you make more sound effects for that, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we're hitting a niche now. And you see a little a little vial starts filling up with these crusty, yellow encased, dirty toenails. Because remember, halflings don't wear shoes, so these are She'll filthy get, toenails. She'll take care of her feet. Just because she doesn't wear shoes doesn't mean that her feet are disgusting. I have other priorities. She doesn't have other, she, yeah, she doesn't take care of her feet. She's trying to figure out other things in her life. You're a monster. Um, let's see where we go from here. Okay. The camera changes and fade, uh, fades off from this particular point into a lonely, petrified forest. Mm. A place where there is... The tundra is not a place that has a whole lot of trees. Not a place that has a whole lot of growth in there. But this is a place of, a, of an ancient forest that once grew and has since been... Well, petrified. In a way. And in this dark land, away from the city, further even than the, than the Screaming Rock, we see a sad, sad man sitting underneath a tree. With a lap full of kippers. Keith, you want to tell us about your character, Garrick? 
Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sad, sitting underneath a tree. <laughs> um, this tree, I remember as a boy, was lush and green and had limbs that I could spring from on spring days and climb and chase sparrows. It was lovely. But I watched this forest die to a dark and creeping corruption, and I longed to gain revenge <laughs> against the evil that created it. <clears throat> So that's what I'm contemplating, sitting under that tree. I'm a ranger, I know forests, I know things that live, I know how to track things, I know animals, and I know all the poops. Like, <laughs> if I can find an animal poop, I totally know a lot about it. Sometimes I have to like get close and personal, like smell it, definitely taste some of it, and then I know where they've been and what they've been eating, so I can track them if I need to, to be friends, because I'm alone under a tree, and, um, yeah. Go ahead and give me a nature check with advantage. Oh. Advantage means you roll the d20 twice and you take the higher number and then add your nature bonus to it. So, oh, double fisting my d20s. There you go. That's like a fantasy. <laughs> so because this is, this is a forest and we're doing a nature check, you're going to do this with advantage. This is your favorite terrain. Can I roll my d20 pair in the mic? You can. It sounds good. Oh. Sounds good. It does. It feels good. Take the higher number. <laughs> well, <laughs> what did you? What, what are the two rolls you got? I got a, a four and a six. Oh, good lord! So add your <laughs> add your nature bonus to the six. I have a uh, plus two nature bonus. So you got an eight. Okay. Yes. Now I, I think I think this what's happening to this morning is that you have a a particular uh, a well of woe. That is covering you. A well of woe? A well of woe. Oh. And, and you find some recent scat. <gasps> that normally you'd be like, I know what this is, but for some reason something is distracting. You're not able to tell what it is. Mm. And as, as, you, as you are looking at it, um, it's almost... I'm, uh, what is your... Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out. What's, I need to know your passive perception. Uh, Keith, what is your plus two perception? Uh, plus, it's plus five is my perception. Okay, so your uh, passive perception is ten plus that number. It's, it's a fifteen. 15 okay. So, so you would hear behind you. You hear it as you hear a crinkle of brush or of sticks, kind of crackle behind you, and you look and you see behind you a wolf. Oh. And it's just kind of laying there, looking at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you want to do? He, he can look all day. I'm just going to sit here and be sad. I don't care. We can be sad together. Maybe he's a sad wolf. He came to the dead tree to be sad, too. I'm okay you with You see it starting to walk a little bit further. See, now closer. he's not just looking anymore. He's doing something different. <laughs> well, now he's moving a little closer to you. Okay, I don't like that. So what do you want to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, maybe he doesn't see me. He's just looking for someplace. With, to take with me. your passive perception, you noticed it and you looking, you're looking directly into its eyes and it's locking eyes with you. Why would I do that? <laughs> you never look eyes at a dangerous animal. The, well, the, the, you, 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 you Marvel heard, you heard it turn around, you looked and you saw it and boom, there it is. Thanks. Okay. All right. Can I climb this dead tree and just get away from it? Give me an athletics check. Roll a d20, add your athletics bonus. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> that's a five. I could just roll a d6, you know, because that's not that number. Plus your, a five. Plus two. Plus two for my athletic. So it's a seven. So, so, so for the record, oh, son of a bitch. You, you've rolled, part of this, you've rolled a one. Yes. A four. Yep. A five. Yep. And a six. I almost have a large straight in Yahtzee. <laughs> and Yahtzee. Um, and one, one of those, with those, you've rolled four dice so far in this very beginning of the game. You've rolled the highest is a six. Yes, and no. my, my fingers felt like smell like fish. Keith, so, like I'm having a bad day. Yeah, what are Keith, those? I would like I to love welcome you. Uh, Keith's new character, Derek Banyan. <laughs> so, so you go, you go to pull yourself up this tree, and the and the and the branch just breaks. You fall back down onto the ground. Uh, you see that the wolf takes another step towards you. Um, give me another nature check right now, focusing on this one. Yeah, get him a different D20. Yeah, yeah, that's the deal. Yeah. Eight. Is that oh eight? my god. Okay, not double digits yet, but I'm getting there, man. Uh, eight plus, uh, still plus two. Plus two. Okay, that's a ten. Yeah. So at least we can do something with a ten here. It's okay. not it, so I think that you have a mixed feeling of whether or not this wolf has malicious intent or is curious. You're not really sure at this point, so you don't really know what you want to do. I mean you have you have a few different options here. And I will always say this for any kind of encounter that you make, that you have with whatever, you can fight, you can flee, or you can parlay. I can't talk wolf, so I guess I can't parlay. Well, exactly. you could, I if you wanted to try to do something to the wolf, you can. Uh, I can smell his butt, that's what dogs do. I'm not gonna Give that. me an animal handling check. Try to entice it with food. Animal go. handling check? Give me an animal handling Is check. Is also a d20? Yeah. It's also a d20. Are they all d20? Yeah, most, most, most of, of it, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Until you roll damage. Do I have animal handling? You do. Everyone has animal handling. What? Your yeah. ability to handle those animals. Oh, 14. I know my way around what, a dog. Uh, what's your animal handling bonus? I don't even know where that is. It's At the very uh, top. Alphabetical. Plus two. Plus three. Plus three. Oh, plus three. Ooh. Right. Ooh, so, so, so you, you've, you, you haven't been able to run away, and you kind of, at this point, you kind of see that you're not sure what this, but you, but you do reach out your hand to the wolf, and you're trying to make it calm, and it approaches you. <laughs> And it sniffs your fingers, and it's which smell fishy. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. They definitely smell like smoked kippers. And you feel a little wet tongue just touch the end of your finger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they sure do. The wolf looks at you. <laughs> the eye contact is intimidating right now. Turns and walks away in the back of the forest. Do you want to smell my fingers <laughs> to be really in character or lick them? <laughs> I think the picture. We'll do that on the break. <laughs> All right, sweet wolf is so. Gone. A, so after after Time that, you that again. You, nice. you you're like oh, because <laughs> you know how dangerous the wolves are in this area, and that was a very strange encounter. You've never had anything like that happen, and so you just said. I think at this point I'm going to make start making way back in towards the city. And as you are doing so, you walk past this little rock, and you see this ain't this woman who is pulling this little cart, walking away, going, ah, 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 "I'm too old for this shit." Ah, ah, ah. And then you see a small halfling who you whom you know, I do, whom you know, sitting playing playing the rock and kind of looking at her feet with a bit of shame. Uh-huh. Yep. Don't put words in her mouth. Is there any shame? You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Zero shame. So the two, so the two of you now lock eyes and see each other. Do you want to smell my fingers? <laughs> I don't, but thank you for the offer. 
I just saw an old lady. She smelled like toenails. Do you know anything about the old lady who smelled vaguely like toenail breath? Yeah, I ate them. I okay, bit them I, off. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Gone. I thought you already left. Oh, I, I, I have very cart. good hearing. Okay, you can go back on your cart. I'm, this is a one-two conversation. You can throw yourself out of it. Um, I do, but I'm not ready to talk about it. <laughs> do you want to ride home? That'd be great. You hop on Garrick's shoulder, and he carries you down all the way through back to the... You definitely are lighter. Like, you've definitely lost a little weight. <laughs> Halflings are typically three feet tall. Two to three feet tall. As, as you are walking back towards the city of Eska, the camera is going to pan up and go back over into the top of the city of Eska and into the interior portion of the city. And we see, uh, walking, in, walking around the city... Uh, and stopping outside of a store called, make sure I get it right, Gigaws, Gawgaws, and Gods, <laughs> we see a tabaxi druid who is, about, who is looking at walking around the city, looking and is very curious about this, about this, 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 uh, this, this store because it is a place of interesting artifacts. Is this on the inner wall of the city? Or this the is in the interior, yes. Can you say what uh, words next to what quadrant of the city? Sure. Thank uh, you. Where is Gigas, Gogods, and Gods? Uh, Gigas, Gogods, and Gods uh, is in found. Oh, okay, okay. G, 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 G. Gigas, Gogods, and Gods. So for, 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 for those of you who want to know, uh, a Gaga is a, a synonym for a trinket. Oh. As is a god, G A U D. It's also a, a little bauble. Uh, Giga is the owner of Giga's Gaga's and Gods. Found on uh, God Street. So, yes. Uh, so, Dan, will you please uh, introduce your character for us? Uh, this is Glowing Embers. Uh, she goes by Ember. Uh, she is, I've got her height written down here. Uh, let's see. She is, um, it's taking a second to load, give me a minute. So there's this, we're, we're, what, what, this, this, this busy city, this busy interior, there's a lot of people walking around. This is an area where there's a lot of merchants, there are a lot of different stores all around. Oh my, look at Geekon's Gogons and Gods! They have that new cloak of many things. I'm oh, so excited. Oh, you spent so much money there yesterday. Oh, please, but... honey, let me go again. Oh, all right. Oh, goody, I'm so excited. I hear the en Enchantress Supreme's got something new. Uh, yes, uh, Glowing Embers of Burning Hills uh, is six foot five. Uh, she has dark gray skin, uh, black hair, green eyes, and is a cat person. Yeah, tobacco, your cat people. So you you are familiar with Gigaws, Gogaws, and Gods. Yes. You have been there quite regularly. And yes. as you open the door, the ting ting of the door walks in, and you see this this really beautiful. This is a this is not this is not just some run of the mill pawn shop. This is a high level, 
high level place of, of business, of an establishment where they, they have various trinkets and various findings of things, uh, gems, artifacts, etc. all kinds of things of, of, of human existence but all, or humanoid existence, but also monstrosity, all different kinds of things. And you walk into the store and you hear as you're walking into the store, Oh my God, Miss Ember, it's good to see you. I've missed you terribly. Uh, I'm going to respond in giant. Uh, I'm very sorry what happened uh, to Mr. Shrubbrush. Oh, you're a darling. And you see standing <clears throat> six and a half, so almost seven feet tall, this greenish, brownish, flat nose, big person with a little hair kind of everywhere. But the, the hair on her head is really poofy. Like the front of it is just really big and it's blown out. It is blown out. Giant hoop earrings. Oh. <laughs> right? Giant bracelets all up and down the arms. Very shiny. She's someone I want to be friends with. This is Priscilla Shrubbrush. Priscilla Shrubbrush is the granddaughter of Percival Shrubbrush. Oh. And Priscilla uh, works here and is a head apprentice and having a, like a really high level important internship and is, and is learning something. This is a very important store. Uh, Gigaw is a well-known, well-established person. My gosh, Ember, it's so good to see you. Well, I've missed you. you. I haven't seen you in a few days. Yes, I've been traveling about. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. Where have you been? Well, I went to the infinitely growing mountain a little while ago. Couldn't find anything there. Uh, giants seem to be missing or hiding from me. I can't tell. It's, it's surprisingly hard to see the uh, giant people who live on the mountain sometimes. Well, if you can't see them, I don't think anyone could. I mean, I would imagine that you, you'd be able to see just about anything. And you see, she puts a, a giant maw on your shoulder and just kind of like, see anything what brings you in today just want to see oh we got some new stuff you want to see while i am very entranced by your shiny trinkets i did come to say my condolences to your family thank you it's, uh, you're a darling yes. you're just a dear i i i'm so uh, i'm so appreciative it's a hard it's definitely a hard day you know because we got a lot of people my, my mother's holding a thing a lot of people be coming over later tonight we got to do a whole thing at the at the us later today people coming by we got to be it's going to be a lot but so i wanted to kind of you know have more of a regular morning to kind of you know grandpa was was a really special guy and what happened to him with those giants is just I was hoping, I was in fact hoping to talk to him about it, but uh, it, it is, it's a shame what happened. I yeah. But, you know, death is for death, and for us, well, we are living. Yes. Aren't we? Oh yes, sometimes. And living should be left for the living. I mean, most of the time, yes. Well, <laughs> I think that life. Sh I think that life is an important thing. I, we did get something, I, I appreciate the condolences, but we, when we did get something, I do want to show you what we got, because maybe you could help, G uh, Gigo, uh, Mr. Gigo hasn't seen it quite yet. Oh. Oh, well, he has seen it, he's, got, he's seen a chest, he hasn't really figured out what it is, but maybe you could, because you, 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 you know stuff, you're a smart dude, you're a smart guy. I'm a woman, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, guy, woman, it's all, whatever, I, like, I just think you're really smart. 
So, would you would you mind coming and help me out in the back? Of course, yes. Wonderful. And you see, she walks you in the back, pulls a little curtain back, and you see this large crate, about like four feet long, mm -hmm. couple feet high. It's got really like uh, well crafted uh, metal, iron clasps and things. And he opens it up, and you see in there, there's a large leather pouch. Is it full and of you see, nails? And you see no. underneath, you I'm see that there's some more there's this there's this other kind of like wrapping of something, and it is moist. Oh, and it's heavily toenails. Mm. Regurgitated toenail. Uh, give, me, give me ten minutes, she I say. So as you as you open as you open it, the uh, give me a Yeah, give me a nature check. Uh, and you know what, do it with advantage because she's going to help. She's going to give you the help action. Can I ask a clarifying question? Drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, checks are to progress the story along, but also give us free will. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way in which to see like, so... You can't always, you're not always gonna succeed on what you wanna do. And so this is, let's let the dice let us know what it is you know and can do, whether it's successful or not. So that's part of the game portion, which is like the dice kinda tell you whether you're successful or not. Okay, great. And then we, then we move on regardless of whatever the dice tell us. And that kinda helps mold the story. Thank you. So what do we got? What, what did, what, so roll an advantage, uh, nature check. Yep, I rolled a two and a five. A two and a five. What's, so what's your a nature bonus? A total of nine. A total of nine. Okay, so as you're looking at these, these, the, you open up this big pouch and you see these giant jagged teeth. And they're just, they're just, they're, they're, they're huge. They're like, uh, you know, a foot tall, foot long or so, and they're sharp and they're jagged and they got this like nasty, like um, viscousy. Uh, stuff that's still in there. I don't know if you call it flesh uh, of some kind. Can I ritual cast detect poison and disease? Oh, as you're looking at it, you can absolutely detect ritual poison. You don't you do not detect any poison or disease on any of it as you are looking at it. As you pull off in the, the, the cloth at the bottom, you see, how can I explain this? You see several long, fleshy, Tubes, and at the and at the end of the tube, you see kind of a bulb. Where are you going with this, Matt? <laughs> you tell me. That's ah, the old crate of wangs. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> okay. Also, my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Are you at any point able to cast spells that you know? Yes. Wow. So I should know the spells that I know. <laughs> you should know the spells that you know. Thank you. <laughs> Nimble Fingers knows them spells. Yes. Except I forget them every six months. Yes. We're, we're, we're going to get to right this. We're going to get to the spells in a little bit. You okay. know them spells. Thank you. Um, and with that, with that nature check, um, I'm going to say that you know this is, because as an anthropologist of, um, yeah, this, you're, you're not necessarily sure what this is, but you know it's not giant. You know it's not humanoid. How, how big are the teeth? They're, they're big. Like, 
a foot, foot and a half. Oh, those are big teeth. <laughs> Do you know what these are? I don't. I, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, she's going to uh, stroke the uh, fur on her chin. I should mention she has long fur, like a long-haired cat. Uh, she says, "No, I have absolutely no idea. It's not human. It's not giant." There's. Uh, I don't. Want, I don't really want to touch it. It looks gross. But there's a little like at the end of there. There's a little like. I don't know, it's like a little oh, cool. flap of skin. Uh, can I ritual cast detect magic? Uh, you're gonna take another 10 minutes? Yes. Okay. Oh, Priscilla's gonna love that. Oh, she's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> well, 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 while you're doing that, I'm gonna go get us some coffee, okay? Uh, yes, I take mine. Uh, no cream, please. I like all the cream. I, I, and I'm, okay. <laughs> and? And she walks out and goes, while well, you're ritual casting it, there's, there's no magic. Okay, she comes back. It's not magic. Nope. It's just a bunch of these, uh, uh, there's several of these fleshy tubes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would like to draw a uh, representation of them in my notebook. You draw a representation of your notebook. Uh, and as, as you're, as you're drawing, you do, you do kind of see that it looks like there's, there is something in the, you can, you, it's kind of glistening inside of like the, 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 the slits in the end of the, those bulbs. It's kind of shiny. There's something shiny, but, you can't really see, but, it's, but it's fleshy. I'm gonna poke it with my staff. You poke with it and, and, it, and it squishes. That you can you can peel the skin apart if you wanted to. Uh, I don't, but I will. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to, but you will. Yes. As you pull it apart, you see an eye. Oh. Eye. I know a what one-eyed monster. Well, you don't. You as Dan know what this is, but based on your nature check, you don't know what this is, unless you want to do another nature check. I will do another nature check. Do it with advantage because she's going to give you the help action. Yeah. Now that I know what I'm looking at. There's a lot of yep. dice rolling in this game. Almost every turn. Uh, oh, there you go. A total of 21 to look at this beholder eye stalk. You do know that these are a, this is the eye stalks of, be, of a, of a, of a aberration, a big creature called a beholder. Ice stalks? I, 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 I stalk. This is, this is a, I stalks of a beholder. Like the thing a beholder is a, it's a giant it. creature. It's a ball, a giant, huge sphere. That's like several feet across. Is it like Sa Sauron's eye? No. No. More like the eye of a snail. It has one giant eye, a huge mouth and maw, and a lot of eye stalks that come out of the side of it. Uh, she's going to look scared and say, where did you find this? I don't know where Mr. Gigor got it. This is very bad. Well, I, I'm just kind of hoping we can maybe do, maybe, you know, maybe it'll come with some kind of component and do something with it, but it's kind of interesting anyway. But I'm really glad to know you, you figured out it was a beholder. Look how smart you are. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so. Suddenly step a half foot away. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I scare you or something? No, I just to get, uh, I'm going to make a stealth check for that. Okay. That's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, okay. She has a natural four on my die. She didn't do anything. Can I? I have yeah. a question. Yes. Drink. <laughs> Why? You can roll the dice at any point. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to make a check or something, or if you want to try something, absolutely. So you'll you'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. So I wanted to not be seen stepping away from her. I mean, you're in. Actually, you know what? Make that stealth type with disadvantage because you are like right next to each other. It's gonna be hard to, for her to not so see that. So a 
advantage is minus points. Uh, yeah, disadvantage roll. advantage is roll two dice, take the highest. Disadvantage is roll two dice, take the lowest. I rolled two twos. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so yeah, she so I mean she's math. like she she definitely sees you. There's so much math involved in there. There's a lot of math, but it's not that it's not that big. It's a big deal. Are these also from Beholder? Talking on the mic. I'm sorry. Are these also from a Beholder? What? The teeth. Uh, I mean that's a reasonable assumption. Well, the good thing is it's probably dead. I mean, I would assume so. It doesn't have its the, the thing sticking out of it, and nor does it have its teeth anymore. Well, I mean, if you're gonna have a, a thing flying around out there like these things, I mean, I've 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 learned about these things a little bit, but I just know what they look like. And if you don't have your the their super weird eye things, and they don't have their teeth, I mean, what are they? They can't possibly be alive. So well, it could be a spectator or a gazer. Well, I don't know. I, so yes, are the, is this a, a box of eye stalks? And teeth? Yes. yes. Oh, they're mixed together. They're yeah. all in the same big box. Oh, oh okay. Box. Okay. Uh, all right. It's a variety okay. pack. Yeah, yeah. Right. Your bargain bundle of eye stocks and teeth. Uh-huh. Okay. Get three and you get a, a larynx. <laughs> you have no, but, but Miss Ember, you have no idea how, how far this is going to go to help me with Mr. Gigor so I can help identify this. So, okay. and it puts her, puts her hand on your shoulder again and just kind of, thank uh, you yeah. so much. You are a sorcerer, yes? Yes, I have, I, have, I have a bit of a touch of magic. It's not really, I don't really have, you know, it's, I have a bit more, it's more practical stuff. Well, you know. so do you know the spell Identify? No, that's not one that I actually uh, know. I see. But it's one of the, that, that, I'll, that I'll probably, well, I, I'll see if I can, I can uh, maybe over time I might be able to get it, but I don't know. It's a somewhat simple spell as a person connected uh, oh, to the land. Oh, somewhat simple spell. Look at yeah. you, Mr. It's, Fancy Spellcaster. It's only level one spell. Look, some of us have strengths in certain areas. Some of my strengths, and it looks deep in your eyes, uh-huh. my strengths are in other areas. Priscilla, uh, <laughs> where did I keep those stocks? I can't find the gems! Oh, Mr. Gigor's back. It's a very, <laughs> very, very deep voice for a gnome. Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's, believe it. he's got a very... Got a very, very low, I can't low find option. 99% of the things here! <laughs> he, works, he used to work for the money store with Phil Rizzuto. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I see you later at the, um, at the celebration of life. Oh, fuck, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Not if I see you first. Oh, you are such a tease. Priscilla! <laughs> and she, I, I gotta go. I'll see you later, okay? And gives you a little, gives you a little, like, a little tap on the shoulder and goes back. Uh, Ember's ears are flat on the back of her head. (laughs) Also, by that, I mean if Ember sees Priscilla first, she is hiding. (laughs) And we're going to zoom out of that, and we're going to head over to the center of Eska. The center piece of Eska itself, the Lisfemda itself. Deep into the library, we find ourselves deep into some uh, long uh, bookshelves, deep big pages of tomes and histories. And within there, we find a budding bookkeeper, a budding wizard, someone who is learning the ways, learning things, who is deep enamored with study. Azet or Azet? Azet. Azet. Eric, would you mind tell us about your character? 
Azet is uh, one of those people who looks like he could be anywhere between like 16 and 35 years old. Um, very. <laughs> I know the feeling well. Uh, <coughs> uh, deeply tanned. He spent a lot of time outside. Uh, bald head. Uh, no beard, but a couple days of stubble and big bushy eyebrows. Nice. Uh, he has, he wears these kind of uh, tan robes that are very dirty, a little bit ragged on the edges, on the hems, but they are trimmed with this very, very expensive looking uh, trim <laughs> uh, with golden mysterious runes. As you are in there, uh, what are you? What are you studying? What are you looking for? What are you? What are you? What are you exploring in today? Uh, he is searching for clues that will help him decipher the true name of a long dead king. A long dead king. Sure. And so as. As you see, as, as, you're, as you're looking through these various tomes, you see walking up behind you another short gnome, very old gnome, um, long, with, with robes that are long for it, for him. And he walks up and he says, Here are the, the tomes you have requested, sir, and hands you several more history books, like uh, histories of, let me get my, my, my thing up. Uh, like this is the, the this is the the uh, origin origin story b b before the Concord that was done with the original wizards, uh, the King of Kirch, which is the uh, uh, nation or so directly to the east or to the east of um, Abu Strad. This is all of the information that we have about. About the land of Kirsch before the Concord. As you can imagine, things were not as well documented back then. This will be an adequate starting point, my thanks. Most welcome. I'm always curious to know what, what brings you to this particular area of study today. Yes, this people of this city are very curious. I we are very that. curious, and curiosity does kill cats, but it also provides clarity. At which point I think the cat that is underneath my robe will kind of <laughs> climb up and settle on my shoulders. Oh, I, did. I, I, I meant no offense, of course, and bows deeply before you. Simply an unfortunate metaphor. It was a taken. My 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 deepest. Now you would know this. You've you've met this person before. Mm -hmm. This is the gnome. His name is Dorner Wildwander. And Dorner is a is a is a is a gnome. He's a he's a bookkeeper, but is one of the bookkeepers who's kind of in charge of. You know how there are like the um, there's the there's the police officers who actually go out and do like the detective work. Mm -hmm. Then there's the police officers who do paperwork. Mm -hmm. He's one that does the paperwork. He's right. in, he's internal, he's internal affairs kind of thing, because <laughs> the book that so, yeah. so but you but you've worked with him before and he actually you know oftentimes um, he gets assigned to you when you come in so he's often, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's, it's very curious that you are looking at, at I just I just Kirsch in the history of Kirch I'm just curious to what 
what what what wings you two want to know that this that the ancient kings of old yes cryptic a cryptic answer oh that was not my intent i thank you for your assistance very well and turns and uh walks off and as you as you see him walking away you see um a golden dragonborn walk across the aisle and sees Dorner to, and you see them having a little uh, conversation. Uh, if you want to try to hear what they're talking about, give me a perception check. Ooh. I rolled a 12, which would mean a uh, 14. Of 14. Um, first of all, you know who this is, because everyone knows who this is. This golden dragonborn is the head librarian. This is a very powerful person in all of Eska. There are several different librarians, but then there's the head librarians. The head librarians, several other librarians, and then bookkeepers underneath. That's kind of the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. This is the head, a gold dragonborn named Bondius. Her name is Bondius? Yes. Bondius. If she was born of a dragon, does that mean she's a dragon? Gold? Gold dragonborn. Well, no, she, she has, she's a descendant of dragon. It's a drag, it's, dragonborn's kind of where uh, a human and a dragon coupled. Yeah, I just looked up some images. Are <laughs> oh, you looking at some fan art of how, dra oh. of how dragonborn are made? Huh. So they definitely have some dragon characteristics, it seems. Yes. It's the scaly now. <laughs> um, Named Bondius. 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 And okay. they, they are, they are talking about. Um, this is the librarian. That's this is the, the librarian. Head librarian. I can't. The biggest see, of ponchos. I cannot see her in a pencil skirt and uh, thigh-high stockings. Oh, the line up the back. She's, she's very much not. No. She's wearing a very resplendent, and very expensive uh, set of robes. She also has the head of a dragon. She so. head of a dragon and hands and claws and feet and- I can't uh, wait to see how you voice her, Matt. She she also has, does not have a tail. Ah, bummer. I like a tail on my dragon librarian. Yeah, you like a lot of tail, I know. Um, but with that, with that perception check, you see that they are talking about two things. One, what's happening later at the Lisfemda, the Us, about the celebration of life for Percival, Shrub Rush, and asking Dorner to make sure that things are all set up. And two, asking about what you are, what you are studying and what you're looking for, um, as information is key for everything, and that you're looking into, Kir into Kirch. And Bondius comes over and says, good, good, good day to you. It's, it's, it, welcome, uh, I see you're deep in study. I am, yes. Well, I hope you find everything you need. Will you be attending the um, the celebration of life later today? That would be a social obligation. Yeah. Um, she's rolling an insight check to see how much you knew about Percival. Do you want to hide that from her? 
or no? Or do you not care? Um, yes. Okay, go ahead and roll a deception check. Okay. Um, that would be a 17. Okay. So she looks at you and says that, okay. It is a social obligation, yes, and we would, you know, and we are grateful for all the people who come today on this, on this difficult day to help the family, especially if anyone who knew Percival, to make sure that they were there. It will be very busy there, there will be a lot of people, but I, I have, I'm sure the family will be greatly appreciative of everyone being there who knew him. Okay, I'm picking up on a little bit of undercurrents here. May okay. I may I roll a sense motive? Uh, insight check? Sure. Yep. Is a sixteen. That was less of a request and more of an order. <laughs> that was one of those like, you are a wizard, you are studying here, and I know that you knew him in some way. And so it will be it will be expected to be there, and we're watching. Bows to you. Politely return it. And turns and walks back, and Dorner bows to her, and as as she walks around the corner, looks at you and goes, "Whoo, whoo, that was that was it was intense." Yes. All right. Well. Uh, then I, I have to. I have some things I must attend to in order to prepare prepare for this this afternoon's events. So, uh, if you if I'm no longer needed, I will again thank you for the assistance you have already provided. Yes, and as always, you have my bracelet. When you come into the Lisfem, then you get assigned a person. You get a little bracelet, and you can just touch that bracelet, and it will contact your 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 person who's been assigned to you to help, and they will come. Of course, if you need me, just simply give me a call, and I'll be right here. Is that like the bracelet you get at Disney to cut to the front of the lines? Yes, it's the oh. GD Plus. That's awesome. Which is you should all get that. <laughs> We're sponsored by Disney. Oh, good God! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> They're not, our, please our, do not sue us. Please we, do not sue our us. Our podcast Disney. has ended before we could even start. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, not any, <laughs> anyway. Just oh, kidding. I right? wrote a natural one, so that's not true. <laughs> And we're going to move out of the Lisfemda, and we're going to go to another part of the in in the interior of the city. We are going to move. Uh, we're going to move over to Vantage. And in Vantage, there is a small. Uh, this, there's a small shop. This it, it's called Hobbs and Gobs Two. <laughs> there is Hobbs and Gobs One. <laughs> Not confusing. Well, that that Hobbs and Gobbs one is out in in Izon, which is outside. But the popularity of Hobbs and Gobbs created a need for Hobbs and Gobbs two in the interior. What does Hobbs and Gobbs sell? We're about to get to that. <laughs> and it, it's it's mid morning now at this point, and you see at this 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 store it says Hobbs and Gobbs, and the, this big sign of course the Market Way. There's just a big pair of scissors that is over top, and there's a big glass entryway, and a little kind of spiraling red and white cylinder going over and back and forth. And you see inside of this place, you see um, there is a 
small goblin standing on top of a crate who is currently dyeing the hair of a large rotund dwarf. And as this is happening, there's a, actually, Abin, before you even do anything else, I need a dexterity saving throw from you. <laughs> Alright, I want to find my modifier thing on here and uh... What's a dexterity saving throw? Uh, <coughs> essentially it's something you do, like say a glass is falling off a table and you want to catch it. Sure. You make a dexterity saving throw to see so if you can get be... there in time to catch it. So mine will be plus three. Mm -hmm. That's cocked, re-roll it. I rolled a one. No, that, Abin, that was cocked, re-roll it. Unless you oh, want to yeah, take the one. Um, I think I'm gonna take the one. You're gonna take yeah, the one. Yeah, gonna take yeah. the, the yeah. By the way, yeah. this is this is two people who are very very new to D and D. Their first roll is a natural one, and I think that that is amazing. Love it. So as as oh oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Okay, so as as, as this as the little this little goblin is is dying the hair of this dwarf. There's a bam into the door, and you just hear this oh and and a. Boom, falling on the ground as this giant bugbear has tried to just barrel in through the door and has forgotten that doors have knobs <laughs> and you have to open the door oh, and has slammed into the door and fallen back and you take one point of damage. Okay. Oh, buddy. Oh, what? <laughs> and you're just kind of lying there on the ground going, ugh. Abin, could you introduce our char your character for us, please? Uh, my character, who is lying down on the ground staring up at the sky at this moment, um, is Barney Barnaby, um, Good God. a bugbear barbarian, <laughs> um, a height of, I think, seven feet, nine inches. Um, looks like this. Thank you, Dan, for making this. Um, this is what this fellow looks like. Oh, you're sexy. Um, so it's like got like and a he big, knows it. an okay. old ragged leather jacket and like some leather pants that are like really pre pretty torn. He also has a very blonde, um, almost handlebar mustache mm -hmm. and uh, a hairdo that I can't describe. I think it's a man, is it a man bun? So, dreads? so uh, Barnaby, so Barney Barnaby, the barber bugbear barbarian <laughs> has come late into work and has slammed into the door forgetting that there are doorknobs and ways to open doors. You stand up and you open the door and you see the owner, Green, is looking at you like, you're late again. If it weren't for your mother, I'd fire you. Oh man, sorry, uh, it happened again. Um, you know how important today is. And you see there's, there's, there's dwarfs going, just freaking, just finish my hair, please. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I, uh, I know exactly why it's, uh, so important. It's, um, uh, wh um, wh wh why is it again? You are supposed to be there over, you're gonna be, need to be at the shrub brushes very quickly to make sure that their hair is all ready for their big celebration of life today. Oh, yes, oh, yes. You ha we have a contract with them, it's a big deal, and you are late here, you need to get your supplies, you need to get over there. Oh. Okay, okay, yeah. You are I, a I constant disappointment. Yeah, I've, I've been practicing my method, and I just wanted to, you know, like, say out loud, like, you know, my, my process again. I've got my, my, you know, for cutting hair, um, you know, when their hair is really long, and there's a big rusty nail on the wall, you wrap their hair around that, and I give a big swing and chop it right off the top. Um, you know, that's been uh, the, my most confident way of doing hair. I know there's... There's other more accurate methods that you want me to use, but I, I, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I can, you know, hustle over there and, and, and do a great job. Um, is that a, 
so that's that's outside from here. Give, give me an insight check. <laughs> and because you just took a point, give it, do it with disadvantage. Okay. So you're gonna um, roll a d20 two times, and you're gonna add your insight bonus. Okay. Uh, or roll two uh, at the same time. Okay, I'm gonna roll two at the same time. Take the lower one, which so is have two and a three. <laughs> two and a three. I didn't have much to choose from there, and my insight, insight. is a plus zero, so it's a two plus zero. So I'm, you know, just a totally vacant stare. So you see Green, your boss, who took you in as a promise to your mother. You know, bugbears and goblins and hobgoblins are all kind of, have a weird interrelationship. And he took you in as a promise. And so it's kind of like a, almost a surrogate parent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But looks at you as just such a such a look that you cannot tell what it is, and in fact, <laughs> you look at it as a deep, deep, deep love. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel, I feel reassured. Well, you know, you think that's a good idea? What you just said? Um. Well, you know, I just feel so supported here, and I just know how much trust you have in me that, you know, as one of our, our best employees, you know, I, I, I know I'm going to represent us well, you know, going out there for the, the what was their I, names again? The people I'm cutting their hair for? The shrub brushes. Shrub, the shrub brushes, yeah. Um, this whole shrub brush family, they're waiting, they're going to be waiting at their home. They need to get their, their blowouts done and their, their things cut for, to make sure that the day goes well for them. This is a big day. There will be a whole lot of information about Hobbs and Gobs and Hobbs and Gobs. This could lead to Hobbs and Gobs 3. Of Hobbs and Gobs 3? It could lead to one that's even inside. Possibly, I'm, I'm kind of leveraging to get one inside of the us so that we could take care of the librarians from there. But wow, if, you, if you blow this for us, I'm, if you blow this, I, I will, you will, I don't know what I'm going to do. Barnaby's just like shaking his head, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow this. And- uh, give me as you're shaking your head, give me another dexterity saving throw. Okay. Because um, you are a giant bugbear in a small room. So let's see. In my, uh, wait, it's on my main skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a thirteen plus three, a sixteen. A sixteen. Okay. So as you're shaking your head, you do. You come about inches away from hitting the overhead lights that you know if you had hit it with your head, you would have smashed it with your head. Oh, and you just managed to duck out of the way. And you see Green looks up and goes, lucky in that one. I, so, I, look, I look up at the light and I just like kind of like hold it till I keep it in place and 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 step step away and I just I, I point at it and I point at me like, you know, I'm like really smart and I just, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of how I dodged a close one. Yes, you dodged a close one. You avoided hitting a light. <laughs> Yeah. While you also got beaten by a door. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm still working on that one, Green. You know, um, I, uh, it, I, I've done a lot better when it's been left open. And uh, it's, it's the times when it's closed. It's, I've had trouble, you know, get, getting in. But the thing is... Yes, you know, doors are hard to open if I, they're locked or closed. That's why you have to turn the knob. <laughs> you have hands for a reason. I, I look around to find, um, like, scissors to get ready to go out. Uh, the to tools that you need are in the back. They're already packed for you because we know, because I know you. <laughs> so they're already packed. You just have to get there. Okay, I was I was just gonna like grab the the scissors and run um, out. Then <laughs> I, I look to the door to see if it's open. Um, and the, uh, the door is still open. You left the door wide open. Okay, okay. Um, and I, I look back to see if I can find the pack. I'm I'm go- I want to look for things that look like my pack that are in the back. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Um. So it's a twelve. Uh, you find it. Okay. On, I find it was a DC ten. The, I mean, you, you, you find it, you grab it, and you 
you run out and you get about three blocks away. <laughs> Give me an intelligence check. Okay, this might not be uh, my strongest suit. So straight intelligence. Okay. Uh, a five. A five. Um, yeah, you run out and you get several blocks away and then you realize you have no idea where you're supposed to be going. <laughs> well, you know. Because you just, you just were told to go and you grabbed and you ran. Uh -huh. So now you have to run back <laughs> and now you, you, you talk to, you are going... You're going to you're going to study. You're going, you're into the center of study, and you're going to go to uh, 15 Shrubbrush Way. Okay. Uh, Easy enough to find because they have it named after them. Can you remember 15 Shrubbrush Way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. F 15 Shrubbrush Way. I can run there extremely fast. Um, that's one of the reasons I think I can impress you as an employee if we get this new store. Give me an athletics check and do it with advantage. Okay. Um, Ooh. Well, I'm going to add my... Add athletics to it. Okay. Hey, um, clarifying question. Drink. How does he get two dice? <laughs> advantage. He's rolling with advantage. So Let's he see. rolls two dice, take the higher of the one. So 17 plus five is a 22. A 22. So what you do after this, you, you get you get it, you know where you're going. All of a sudden, the things just kind of map out for you in your head. And you climb to the top of the buildings and just start roof-flopped, leaping to leap... Leaping over roof and roof, and you get there in no time flat. And the whole way I'm going and like 15 shrub brush away, cut, cut the shrub brush hair, important day, third store, third store. I might th 15 shrub brush away. I'm, I'm just like Ma, repeating Ma, this to myself. Look up at the ceiling. What? Look, <laughs> Ma, look on the roofs. Here's, I think I see a weird thing up there. Oh, there, it's a terrifying sight. There's this <laughs> giant, nearly eight and a half foot tall. Hairy, long-limbed thing running with a pair of scissors in its hand, long teeth, big ears, just like jumping from rooftop to rooftop. I look just, down at the small kid and I smile and revealing all my teeth and I like wave while jumping and hearing the kid like remark. <laughs> yeah, think of like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, like that kind of thing, just just running. Think about Beast from X Men. <laughs> He's like Edward Sasquatch hands. <laughs> and as, as, as the camera pulls away, as as Barney as Barney Barnaby the. Barber, bugbear, barbarian bugbear, bugbear, moves bugbear. away. We move to 15 Shrubbrush Way. And we see the Percival Shrubbrush's extended family all in their homes preparing for their day. Caleb, will you please tell us about Jonah? Um, Jonah is um, uh, in, in, in furball gears about 30 years old. Um, he is. Um, he, he's part of the. Uh, he's part of the um, the local city watch. So, um, Matt, you can tell me if I'm wrong with this, but I'm That's assuming fine. that the bookkeepers kind of send out individuals like myself to do more of the uniform police keeping grunt work. Yeah, grunt work. So I'm currently in the like my technical, my best police garb ever. Um, like the, the my uniforms like drapped to the nines with everything like that, except like three buttons are unbuttoned. I'm moving up like I have my like my so like a shirt underneath exposed. I'm like kicking back. I'm wearing my my same similar boots that I've always worn that are just caked in mud, and I'm right now in the kitchen staring over a pot of Percival's famous rock soup, which I've taken my big old hand of mm. nutrient rocks and dumped them in. And I'm just kind of stirring and sitting there, enjoying my day, kind of staring out there, just in, you know, just in, just back and forth. Um, uh, Jonah is about uh, seven, eight, 
in height. He's got big old maroon hair that looks like a lion mane and a beard that comes down. He's got purple grayish skin, so he looks very much so like um, like just a like a really gray rock, but with just a hint of purple in there. Mm. Um, and he's just like just lovingly and having the best time, being like, "Now I clip the bay leaves and put them in, and just stirring them, boop doo." And just singing a song, just, just so slow, like just one of Percival's favorite hit, like little ditties. He's just humming along as he's stirring this yeah. big old can. I, I think we soup. need to hear another verse of that. I know. Oh. I think I have a spell to make that happen, right? If you were there, you could. Um, but at, at this point, while this is all happening, you're you're making rock. your way back with Garrick okay. into the city. Rock soup's the best thing about rock, rock. soup. Rock you soup. put pebbles in there and they stir around them. As you're stir singing your song with your with your soup, soup. a spitting image rock of soup. your sister Priscilla walks in. But this is a spitting image that's, that's older, that is significantly older. Uh, again, big hair, poof, that that big like front bangs that are way up and curl to the top, that big kind of bushy hair to the back, but there's there, there's streaks of gray and silver through it. And she looks at you and says, there's a simple cantrip you could use for that. We need you doing other things, Jonah. Uh, my Percival's principle number 12, rock soup is best done by hand. You don't need, uh, you know how many times I heard in my life when I married your father, hearing all these things about Percival's principles. I know them all. You don't need to recite them to me. I mean, just saying, this is the only way we get this to done, Ma, is if I go ahead and do it the right way. And you see that she says, oh, oh, really? And she, she does a little, little swirling of the hands and, and whispers a small incantation. And you see that the, the spoon, actually, give me a strength check. I'm gonna say the same, check. Uh, it's a dirty 20. Okay, you feel the spoon being pulled out of your hand, but you're like, screw you. I, as this as this spiritual or entity tries to take it out of your hand. Ma, ma, before you go ahead and do it, just taste it. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Look, look, look come here, come here. Uh, what? I rolled a 15 on a performance check. I got a lot, we got a, we got a what? I got a 15 on a performance check to feed soup to my mom. <laughs> Nah, come here. Come here. Let, taste my soup. Come on. This celebration of life is brought to you by Rock Soup. Jonah, Jonah I, I love just, you. I love just, you too. just come on. Right. Rock Soup, stir the pebbles. Uh, I'm going to make, make a dexterity saving I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw for her. Everybody wants okay. some rock as she, soup. As you make it before, as you go to eat the soup, uh, that's, a, that's a natural eight that I rolled. Uh, you see a bunch of it just kind of dribbles and all over. Oh, my shirt! Oh! Uh, this is what I'm going to wear to the celebration of life, Jonah. Why does everything that you do ruin things? <laughs> everything. You couldn't be like your sister. You couldn't, you couldn't be like your sister. She's got this great apprenticeship over there at Gigaws, Gorgaws, and Gods. Priscilla is doing quite well. She's doing, of course she's doing great. You're what? Some kind of uh, uh, person with a shield or something? Yeah, you know, I go You walk around and you clean up dog shit all over the freaking. I saved the cat yesterday. <laughs> you saved the cat? Yeah, it was stuck on one of the balconies, I believe. Yeah, one of the librarians lost a cat. I got it back for him. Heaven help me. Stuck on my, balcony. My, I was my there child. On purpose. My child is. <laughs> my child. You know, everyone, everyone in the family, 
Everyone in the family has gone down the way of magic. Everyone has it as is doing stuff with their magic from your father, your brother Chandler. Uh, everyone's doing stuff, but you, I don't understand. No, it's okay. I you, don't you, understand. Let, I got a towel. Let me do some things for you. Come here. <clears throat> Come here. I'll get. I'll get it off. I'll get it off. She, don't. And she does press digitation and just kind of. But right. I. I got it. What? I don't. I don't need that. Press the digitation. Magic, magic uh, it's a it's a it's a magic spell. Press yeah. press the digitation. All, I know it's a hard day for everybody. And I'm sorry, dear. And she and she and she and she holds your hand. I'm sorry. I, it's there's a lot of emotion happening I'm, today. Your father kind of walks through and looks at you. Looks at her. Hello, Pa. Jonah. Bye, Pa. And just walks out. That's it. That's all he does. He doesn't, <laughs> not really paying attention to whatever. Your father has never necessarily been the most present yeah. of persons. Mm. Um, the family's been run by your mother. Uh, your father's been around, he's always there, but has never been very caring, very loving. But your mother says, Jonah, I love you. I love you deeply. And I love you'll, you too, Mom. You'll, you'll, you'll always be one of my favorite children. <laughs> I. That's better than what you said two weeks ago, so I take it. That, that, I've apologized for, that was done out of emotion. I know, my. That was, that was, a, that was a hard day for me. I, you know, my, this, my, my eyebrow got completely singed off. Remember, remember Percival's principle number 37. Oh my God, you've got to be careful. All things are taken with time. It's okay. Yeah, it's come back. So... I'm sorry about what I said. I didn't mean it. I know you have your own thing going on, and I know you're doing your own special thing with whatever the city, who's it's. Mom, mom, did you did you hire what? Like, is there trumpets outside or something? <laughs> I don't. Did you? What is this band? <laughs> is this is this fair use? Is this copyright free? <laughs> There's, it just well, seemed I, like a dramatic conversation. It needs some, some There was real stuff going on there. The music the gets added, and added in post, child. Keith. The music gets added in post. I didn't want to add extra work for minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> Given there's, there's that Keith stopped, I have some dice over. questions. There's, there's, there's actually music already going. That's okay. <laughs> what? What's that? We'll get through that. Side. What's it gonna go back? Go no, back it's go. okay. It's okay. Ma, 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 ma. It's okay. Let me get it. What? I'll go outside. I know Hobbs and Gobbs is sending. There, there should, there should have been here half an hour ago. I'll get it, Ma. Don't worry. Just look. You look beautiful. You look great. I got it covered. Let me go out and make sure. You're I'm a sweetheart. And she's and she's working in the kitchen. And as you go outside, um, I need both uh, Barney and Jonah to give dexterity saving throws. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, that's cocked. We roll that. <laughs> okay, I will. Well, that's, that's even worse. lower than what the cocked one was, and I have, I think, a plus three. So I have a six for mine. I have an eighteen on mine. An eighteen. Um, so as as you are walking outside to go see, like, where the heck is this Hobbs and Gobbs person? You come bounding down, and you like. Jump down off of the building to uh, to get there, and as you do, you see him, and you slide in, and you basically just like all of your stuff just goes flying all over the floor, <laughs> all the ground. 
Um, I want to. I, I look around at all my stuff, and I, I look up at um, Jonah, and like without even like acknowledging like all of my stuff on the ground, it's like I just like walk forward and like extend like my you know big hand, like hi, uh, um, you must you must be a shrub brush. I'm I'm here to uh, to to cut. Is, is it your hair or um, someone else's? Uh, no, you're here for the rest of the fan. It's nice to meet you. Yeah. Good to, um, one second. Let's go ahead and pick up your stuff. Uh, and I, I like look back up. Oh, oh yeah. And I, I start like you know grabbing and, and picking up my stuff oh, to bring inside. You're gonna have quite the thing writing in your journal today. Wow, this is amazing. What, oh, a, what a thing. I, I look at. I check my stuff to see if I actually did bring my journal. Um, is there a check I can do for like? Um, should I bring my journal? Sure. Give me a just raw intelligence. So okay. Remember it. Uh, it's a, a 12 plus zero. Yeah, you remembered it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But you also have your ring of Unseen Servant as well on, mm-hmm. which is required. Mm-hmm. If, you're going in, if it was if you're going into public, public places. So all of you have one of those. Uh, I have a question. I'm not from here. Do I have one of those? Yes. Okay. You, you've been living here long enough that you would have had to have one and wear one. I also have dice questions. Do we handle those at the break? We'll, we'll talk about those at the break. Okay. Which is coming up in just a moment. Well, let so, me out. Yeah, 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 you're saying. All right, so I, I'm, I'm like looking at my gear, which from my perspective, I've got my small hand axe, a huge hand axe, and scissors, and I'm kind of like sizing up Jonah, I'm sizing up Priscilla, I'm looking at which of these might match as like the right hairstyling things. Um, and I, um, I, I look at, you know, uh, Priscilla and I say, um, yeah, uh, wh- which of these is, is uh, best for you? Um, oh, Priscilla, I'm so glad you can make it walking down the street. Oh, I, I got confused. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the other shrub brush. Dear, you, you are such a dear. No, I'm Tasha. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I'm Tasha. I mean, Tasha. I'm not. Priscilla's my daughter, but, 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 but my darling, you are, you, you are such a sight to let you know to say that I'm, I'm that young again. Oh, oh. I am, I am just in. I'm a, I'm a, hey, uh, Nathaniel, maybe you need to go down the street for a little while and do some shopping. And then and the, and the father's like, no. <laughs> he's not the... Uh, he's, he's, so I, I love him dearly, but boy, you are, you are something. Look at the arms on you. Yeah, and, yeah I was born with them. <laughs> <laughs> so you go in, as you go in and you do the hair of all the family and all that kind of stuff happens and you do all that. And the day progresses um, and... Can I add something real quick? Okay. I would like to cast Produce Flames on the now unattended soup pot so it doesn't... You're not there. Oh, why can't I be there? Because you're you're doing your own thing with, uh, in the, the Gigaws, Gogaws, and Gods. Oh, I would have left there as soon as possible. <laughs> but you're, you wouldn't go to the Shrubbrush family's house. I, but no, but Jonah, while well, everybody's getting his haircut, because Jonah... Jonah doesn't. Jonah's not getting his haircut today. <laughs> no, but you're. But but but, but, but back to but back to attending. Tasha has you doing a lot of other stuff, like yeah. making sure you're stacking the right crates yeah. and things. And you have since water is a scarcity here, you're getting. We got to make sure we bring the big, the good yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. yeah for for the people that come drink when they come to say it, we got to bring the good water. From the don't spring. don't bring the bad yeah. water. Where's Chandler by chance? I haven't seen him yet today. Chan, Chandler will be there. He's got he's got an engagement over in. Uh, he's got something going on over over in Clairvoyance. Oh, well, for him. All right, I can't wait to see him. He wouldn't. He, he didn't say what it was. He was very hush hush. I don't understand. 
Very well, man. No problem. I got you covered. So you're, you're, you're getting all that stuff prepared. You make all that stuff and you with a big old cart. You bring your way up to the Lisfemda, um, to the us, and you, you... At one point or another, you you and your family are there on this dais in this in this open area part inside of the interior wall of the library. And people are coming in and out throughout the day. They're kind of having waves of people throughout the afternoon. And so what's gonna happen is that's gonna happen. And then you're, after like the evening area, you're gonna go back to your house. And that's when the like aristocratic people are gonna come and they're gonna say their hellos and their congratulations and whatnot, given that he was a big deal. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Percival's dead. He yeah. died. That old bastard. It's about time that Woo! son of a bitch is dead. You, you, you ever Congratulations. Say, you ever say Yay. something and immediately regret you said it? <laughs> yes. Every day of my life. Um, am I? Hey, your granddad was a bastard. I hated that son of a he bitch. He died. So glad he's got killed. I wish he got killed more gruesome and mutilated like so we could see his bits and pieces strewn all over about the giant tree. So, I'd like to hang him from some branches. Excuse me. Oh I'd love to see his eye stalks ripped right out excuse. and put in a trunk with some teeth. Excuse is, me. Is Barney within your shot? The complaint section of today's funeral is located on that side. You're currently in the grieving section. Yeah, you. Oh, as, as this is all happening, some, a, 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 city, a city watch guard takes that person and they disappear in through a back a back door and oh, we, that person has never doors. heard from a scene again. Back door action, sweet. <laughs> this is the best funeral. You just ever hear that you just hear these echoing stuff of this yelling of stuff happening down walls and then all of a sudden <laughs> door closes and you never hear it again because that person be, has disappeared uh, for the rest of the life. I want Barney to have overheard that and then like looked back at the Shrubbrush family and like he's not good? I thought he I thought he was good. I thought the Percival is good. They're saying he's bad, and I'm like really trying to figure this out. <laughs> okay, so you're so you're sta so you are standing, and so you make your all you may wake to this po point. You're you're you all find yourselves in the same spot at the same time. How did I Eric and I end up here? You walked. You were on my back the whole time. Yeah. My lumbar is so sore right now. I, and she, well, well, she was also singing you songs and healing you along the way. Eyes are killing me. I, I, I was healing you along the way. I had to smell fresh chewed toenail. They were right in my face the whole time. Oh, you could only smell kippers. Uh, I have to imagine Barnaby has not left the Trumpbrush family and has just joined us. One hundred percent. Just like my like my mother has like one arm wrapped around his arm and just he's just walking. And it's actually brought you up onto the dais yeah. <laughs> just like standing next to you're very awkward like why am i up here when everyone out there but but she but you have but she's got your arm and she's not letting go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and as as you're all yes dan may i make a stealth check to attend but not be seen by priscilla <laughs> sure go ahead and make a stealth check uh that is a total of 15. okay uh, so we are that you are there. You don't know if she said you're not. You don't know yet. Um, we are. You're all in this particular place, and it's and all of these things are. You see, there's about like you know 40, 50 people in this big old space, and as you're seeing people in front coming, you see that the librarian Bundius comes out of a, of a back door. Doesn't go into a back door. Comes out of a back door. Such a child. Yeah. Along with along with him or her, sorry, along with Bondius is the head bookkeeper, Clauduk Kelverax. Can you spell that? Clauduk, 
C-L-A-L-D-U-U-C. Kelvarax. Q-E-L-V-A-R-A-X. I wasn't expecting a Q. I'm doing it phonetically. Kelvadex. Now, Clouduk. Bondis is a dragonborn. Yes, so is Clouduk. Clouduk is a green dragonborn. Nice. What color? Bondis is gold. Gold. Sweet. And they are they are up front. They are giving congrat not congratulations. I did it again. Hey! Congratulations! <laughs> Shit! Do you know the person who took my pig? Out it was back? the worst. <laughs> Another guard comes out and takes you and takes that person back, and you're just hearing this little. Ah! Someone someone's life has been ended. Uh, the guard's like, how did they get back in? <laughs> That person runs. The person runs out, bare ass, naked, through the entire crowd. Climbs up over the wall and jumps away, and is running down through the streets. I always uh, celebrate naked. That's why I didn't wear the clothes here. Nothing uh, says I love him God damn like it. a naked oh, man. man. God damn it! Around. Someone needs Woo. to stop naked, Greg. <laughs> naked, naked, Greg is now a character. God damn it in the world. Naked, I'm Greg. I'm gonna show up all the time. You won't even expect it. Naked, Greg's the big bad. Uh, I got nice stock for that beholder. Check it out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, as and as as you are there, and this this all happening going on, and you're, there's been some nice polite conversation. I need everybody to give me a perception check. Okay. Is that with a D twenty? D twenty. Add your perception total bonus. A nineteen. Nineteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. 10. 21. 21. 10. 10. 15. Okay. All right. So, nothing bad happens to any of you. You got very, you all got very lucky on your rolls here. But with those perceptions, you look, as you're looking around the, uh, this, the, the, the crowd here, as you're all within the, this bigger crowd, you see that the number of people that are around you, they're still there, but something is noticeably different about them and they all don these white porcelain masks. And you hear from a booming, echoing sound. The unseen and unknown will make themselves known today. And everyone needs to roll initiative. And we're going to take a break here. Is that also with a D20? Yes. Yes. And this is where we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we are going to get into a little bit of combat. Awesome. All right. We'll see you after the break. Thank you very much for listening to the Playing for Laughs podcast. I'm Matt Gerard I've been your game master for today. The rest of the uh, D&D cast, the Playing for Last cast that played around there today was Keith Ankle, Amanda Dehan, Daniel Edgerton Dickey, Caleb Christian Fletcher, Abbott McGuire, and Eric Worthley. We really appreciate you, but if you want to know the rest of the Playing for Laughs crew, go to playingforlaughs.com and you can find information on the entire Playing for Laughs cast. We're a big group, and if you want us to come do a show for you or come do some improv teaching, some lessons along the way. Let us know. We're ha- we'd be happy to help. You can also find us online in, on uh, the, the the spheres of influence at Instagram.com slash playing for laughs or Facebook.com slash playing for laughs. I'd also like to take a moment to thank um, Tabletop Audio 
this beautiful music you hear behind me speaking right now, it comes from there, Tabletop Audio. They're not sponsoring this podcast, but we use I'm using their resources a lot. Uh, I love it, and I hope that if you do any kind of TTRPGs or do any kind of game setting, or even if you just, you know, you want to have some cool background music, Tabletop Audio is a fantastic opportunity place to go, and they do have a Patreon, so you can go and support them that way. We've been playing for laughs. And we will continue to be playing for laughs, and we will play for laughs next time. Bye-bye. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, drama, drama.